A well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad you've joined us on the program today. We're going to be talking about gun control in Congress on the program. Specifically, the uh, the stalling of Joe Biden's anti-gun agenda. Why is that? Why is that? Uh, we're, we're told, you know, it's, it's because of these uh, awful Republicans out there who refuse to take any common sense gun safety steps to ensure the safety of the American people. Uh, but as it turns out, I think there's a different calculus at work. We're going to get to that momentarily. But before we do, with the political pressure on the left and the woke mob that is the Democrat Party these days, our society is in danger of becoming controlled by the cancel culture elites. Since when have the founders of our Constitution or the creators of the American flag or people like Dr. Seuss or virtually anything else you can think of become anti-American? There has never been a better time in our nation's history to stand up against the woke mob and to fight back, and you can do just that with an exclusive offer that I'm giving to my listeners and viewers for a limited time only. Now is your chance to win a signed picture from President Trump himself. That's right. Not only will you be taking a stand against the radical left, but you'll be entering to win a piece of history. And all you have to do is text the word TRUMP to 55404 today to enter. That's T-R-U-M-P to 55404. And you can join the millions of Americans in standing up for President Trump and canceling the radical left once and for all. Paid for by the National Republican Senatorial Committee. So speaking of senators... You know, the House has passed a couple of gun control bills since uh, Joe Biden took office, right? They passed a universal background check bill. They passed a, a bill that would extend uh, the period of time that a, a background check can uh, take place uh, and a, a firearm can be held by an FFL. But those bills haven't gotten a hearing in the Senate. Meanwhile, the House hasn't taken up the uh, uh, the president's uh, centerpiece of his anti-gun agenda, right? His ban and compensated confiscation of modern sporting rifles. You know, the, the, the guns that he calls assault weapons, right? The battlefield weapons of war that he says he's going to take off of our streets. And yet even Nancy Pelosi won't give that bill a vote. Huh. So as the president was talking yesterday about the need for Congress, the Democratic-controlled Congress, to act on gun control legislation, gun control activists uh, pointing their fingers at Republicans, but... The Hill, I think, puts the blame where it actually lies. Democrats show little appetite for Biden's call for gun control. Yeah, look, it's no surprise that Republicans don't have an appetite to uh, try to uh, restrict the right of the people to keep and bear arms in the name of public safety. Most Republicans, thankfully, don't agree that we become a safer society when we strip people of their right of self-defense. Democrats, on the other hand, generally speaking, are all in favor of things like that. So why, why is Joe Biden's gun control agenda not getting a hearing uh, in Congress? Well, according to The Hill, it's because many Democrats understand this is not an issue that they really want to take up, at least in an election year. Uh, as The Hill uh, quotes uh, Igor Volsky, co-founder of Guns Down America, saying that uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer promised anti-gun violence groups the Senate would vote on background checks legislation the summer of last year, but the bills didn't make it to the floor. He said, we've been promised by Senate Majority Leader Schumer as far back as March, April, that there'd be a vote during the summer. And then it got pushed back even further. They're using this familiar playbook of making all kinds of promises during the campaign, and then they fail to deliver anything when they're in power. Well, look, here's the thing. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. They could deliver a vote. 
right? Chuck Schumer could say, yeah, we're going to have a vote on these measures tomorrow. And neither of these bills are going to pass out of the Senate. The support isn't there. So not, by the way, that that's actually stopped Chuck Schumer. I mean, look, we saw that with uh, what Biden's uh, Build Back Better plan, right? Votes weren't there. But Schumer said, no, we're going to go to the floor. We're going to have this vote. We're going to put everybody on the record. Even though there were a lot of uh, Democrats who were, you know, up for election this year saying, why? Why are you going to put me on the record? Why are you going to do that to me, Chuck? Uh, This is not going to be a popular vote for me back home. Uh, The same calculus is at work here. I think when it comes to the gun control bills that uh, the the gun control lobby is demanding and that the uh, Democrats are sort of sitting on right now. Uh, Senator John Tester, Montana, says that um, gun control legislation hardly ever came up for discussion within the Senate Democratic Caucus over the past year. Says it hasn't come up in conversation in the last year. Senator Joe Manchin says he's not aware of any discussion. Says there haven't been any changes whatsoever. Says the staunch Republican opposition quote makes it very difficult to get something through the Senate. <laughs> yeah, Joe, huh, you also make it difficult to get something through the Senate. Although Joe Manchin, you know, hey, look, he's he's gone on the record. He is in favor of expanding background checks on uh, gun sales. Uh, so I don't think the Manchin is the issue for this particular piece of legislation. Uh, I think though that uh, there is virtually no chance of the passage for either of these bills. And so, again, does Chuck Schumer really want to put Democratic lawmakers in swing states and in swing districts over on the House side uh, in some electoral jeopardy by forcing them to declare, yes, I am in favor of gun control uh, at a time in which fewer Americans, frankly, uh, agree with that proposition? Although it should be noted, the the, the Hill uh, engaged in this argument that we see from the Antigun media all the time, but see if you pick up on the inherent contradiction in what they're saying here. Uh, They say, quote, while such a vote would put Republicans on the record as opposing a reform that more than 80% of voters support, it could turn into a future political liability for vulnerable Democrats running in swing states such as Arizona, Georgia, New Hampshire, and Nevada. Now, look, here's the thing. If 80% of Americans really did support universal background checks, then there would be no political jeopardy in swing states like Arizona, Georgia, New Hampshire, and Nevada. If 80% of voters supported this, Right? Well, hop on board. Let's go. But here's the thing. 80% of voters don't actually support things like universal background checks. When people are told, hey, do you think you should have to uh, go through a background check before you buy a gun? Most people say, yeah. Right? Thinking, well, okay, that's what the law is when you go to the uh, uh, gun store. However, when states have actually put this issue before the voters, most recently in 2016 in Maine and in Nevada, The results were actually very different. It wasn't 80% approval in either of those states. In fact, Maine voters rejected universal background checks, 51 to 48. And in Nevada, it skated by with, like, I think a 10,000 vote majority, 51-49. So there was nowhere near the 80% support claimed by gun control activists. And I think that's because... When you start to look into the details of what universal background checks entail, which is really the criminalizing of you selling a gun or even loaning a gun to your neighbor uh, or to your best friend without first putting them through a background check, all of a sudden, when people start to realize, okay, what this actually looks like, what this entails, the criminal penalties that are attached 
If you, again, sell a gun to somebody who you know is not a prohibited person or even loan them a firearm so they can protect themselves against an abusive ex, turning that into a criminal penalty or criminal offense complete with penalties. And again, a federal offense, mind you, right? That's a bridge too far. Whether we're talking about state laws in Nevada or federal legislation like what uh, has passed out of the House, no, I don't think 80% of Americans really are on board with this. And I think Chuck Schumer knows it, which is why Schumer is reluctant to bring this vote forward. Uh, However, it should be noted that there are still some Democrats out there who are asking Schumer to do just that. Democrats in safe blue states, like Chris Murphy of Connecticut, who uh, told The Hill last week that he still wants a vote on background checks, even if it has a slim likelihood of success. Senate Judiciary Committee Chair Dick Durbin, another safe blue state Democrat, uh, telling The Hill yesterday that he's not giving up on gun control either, says we're working on that right now. Now, here's the thing. Dick Durbin saying that, I I, I don't buy it. Actually, I, I really don't. Dick Durbin is the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He is Chuck Schumer's chief deputy. He's the number two Democrat in the Senate. If Dick Durbin <clears throat> wanted to work on gun control, he could bring a bill forward at any time. The fact that he is not tells me again that despite the insistence by the gun control lobby, by Democratic politicians that Americans, boy, gun control is really popular. If they truly believed that, and frankly, if they truly believed that these gun control measures really were valuable, life-saving pieces of legislation, that they would bring these bills forward. Despite the fact that they would be doomed to defeat, they would bring these bills forward because it's too important not to, right? The fact that they're not because they know that these bills aren't as popular as uh, gun control advocates claim they are, because they know that they are already looking at a red wave election and they don't want to do anything to increase the odds of the Republicans taking back control of the Senate and the House, tells me that they know, deep down, that these policies that they're advocating for aren't about saving lives. It's not about reducing crime. It's not about making cities safer places. It's about control. And not even control of guns, quite frankly, but control of those legal owners, right? And I think that they are willing to put their desire for control aside temporarily if it helps them or if they think that it will help them win elections come November. So we'll keep our eyes on this. We'll bring you uh, more information uh, as it uh, becomes available. If if any bills get called, we will uh, certainly keep you up to date on that. Meanwhile, I expect both pro-gun legislation and anti-gun legislation to be introduced in Congress. I just don't know. Certainly, the Democrats aren't going to be moving any pro-gun legislation through the House or the Senate. And I just don't see them moving any uh, gun control legislation the months ahead. I think all of the action that uh, is going to happen is largely going to take place at the executive branch. It's going to be Joe Biden. It's going to be the White House. It's going to be the ATF. It's going to be DOJ. And yeah, those agencies, I think, are going to be quite busy between now and November. All right, let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there with a story out of California. KSBW and uh, Monterey Salinas reporting on uh, three individuals arrested for a road rage shooting uh, in uh, Salinas. Uh, This was uh, about 3.30 Sunday afternoon. Uh, Police called uh, to reports of a shooting. People were calling 911 to report a vehicle chase with possible gunshots in the area. When officers arrived, they found two people 
uh, in a white car that said that uh, somebody threw a beer can at uh, their vehicle, and then they were chased by two other vehicles through the streets of uh, North Salinas. Victims said that they were shot at as well. Now, police ended up taking three individuals into custody. Uh, Morgan Gonzalez, age 23, uh, Jesus Olguin, age 26, and 21-year-old uh, Sergio Cruz. Now, Olguin is out on parole, uh, according to local media. We don't know what for. Uh, Cruz is on probation. Again, we don't know what for. He was also found to be in possession of methamphetamine. Uh, Gonzalez uh, apparently was not involved in the criminal justice system at the moment, although he is now. He's been arrested on attempted homicide as well as uh, gun charges. Um, I, I, I would also tell you, you know, if you if these types of stories bother you, the criminal justice system, the failure to treat violent criminals seriously, uh, check out BarryAndArms.com today. We've got an entire story about an armed citizen in New Orleans who uh, may have thwarted a carjacking, but also the incredible rise in carjackings in New Orleans and the juvenile offenders who are really driving uh, that spike in carjackings and the lack of consequences, quite frankly, uh, for these uh, juvenile offenders. It is an eye-opening story. Again, I would encourage you to check it out at uh, bearingarms.com. Uh, meanwhile, today's armed citizen story <clears throat> from Florida, where police say a, a 16-year-old armed robber was shot and killed by his intended victim uh, in Miramar over the weekend. This, uh, again, a uh, story that uh, took place on Monday, I guess I said over the weekend, 9.30 Monday night. Uh, police say that uh, the man told them that three individuals actually approached him and robbed him. Uh, he was able to fire back, shooting one of them, a 16-year-old. Police said a, a gun was found near the shooting uh, uh, victim, quote-unquote, uh, and the uh, gun did not belong. Uh, to the armed citizen, uh, the uh, shooting victim slash armed robber treated at the scene, taken to a local hospital where he passed away. Police say that uh, earlier this month, another person reported being robbed by three individuals in the same area. Uh, they don't know for sure that the two are connected. Uh, they are still investigating, but at this point, looks like a uh, clear-cut case of self-defense. We'll keep you updated uh, if any more details become available. Finally today, our good deed of the day in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to help somebody in the midst of a mental health crisis in Tupelo, Mississippi, where uh, police officers and a bystander uh, were able to help the man and uh, make sure that he got some help. This happened Friday night about 10:15. Uh, police were called to uh, an overpass over Interstate 22, where callers uh, were describing a guy who was hanging from the side of the bridge, just you know, hanging on with his uh, arms there. Um, an officer uh, identified only as Officer Berryman uh, pulled up moments later, found a man sitting on the ledge uh, of the bridge. Another officer, Officer Bynum, arrived uh, on the other side of the bridge. Bynum ended up distracting the uh, gentleman while Officer Berryman pulled him off the ledge. Now, the uh, man resisted. Berryman had to use his taser. A uh, man continued to struggle. A passing motorist then actually stopped, got out of their car, uh, helped the officers uh, take the man uh, into custody. He continued to be combative after paramedics arrived, but he was uh, taken over uh, to a local hospital. Case was uh, turned over to mental health services. Hopefully this individual gets the help that they need, uh, and I'm glad that the officers got the help that they needed from uh, that, that passerby, who, uh, again, also in the right place at the right time and willing and able to do the right thing. And, you know, listen, I, 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 I don't want this to turn into a PSA, but I don't know about you. It's become pretty clear to me that there are an awful lot of people who are, are stressed 
uh, whose mental health is in a fragile state at the moment. Uh, and I'm not trying to shame or blame. All I'm saying is if if you are struggling right now, please reach out to somebody. There, there, There is help available, even if it's just a, a friendly voice on the other end of a phone. Uh, but you are not alone. And if you are struggling, please don't feel like you have to go through it alone because there are people out there who can help, who want to help. Uh, and this is a tough time, as I said, for everybody. So I don't know if you needed to hear that message, but if you did, there you go. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, don't forget to check out the website, bearingarms.com, throughout the day, where we are constantly updated with even more Second Amendment news and information. As a matter of fact, uh, we'll have a uh, an update. I wanted to talk about this uh, settlement between Remington and some of the families uh, in uh, Newtown, Connecticut, in the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Uh, but we don't have any details as I sat down to uh, to broadcast or to, uh, to, to record today's show. Uh, so we'll be giving you updates on that, both on the website, possibly uh, on tomorrow's podcast as well. But we do have you covered with all of the latest Second Amendment news and information at BarryAndArms.com. I would encourage you to check it out multiple times a day. If you like what you see, you can become a VIP subscriber. Not only will you be helping to support the uh, independent pro-Second Amendment journalism that we do at BarryAndArms.com, but we will say thank you by giving you exclusive access to stories and columns and coverage you just won't find anywhere else. It's uh, Again, it's our way of saying thank you for your support. It does mean an awful lot to us. We really do appreciate it, and uh, we're glad that you're here. Until we talk again, be well, be safe, and be free. 